Thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat Podcast. Before we start today's episode, which is a great one, I have a favor to ask of all of our listeners. Now, my niece on the 15th of this month gave birth to a beautiful baby son and everything was going fine until, you know, the day after he was born, they realized that his, uh, what's a nice way to say this? His digestive tract was not moving along properly. He wasn't shitting. He wasn't shitting right or consistently. And they actually had to rush him away to Cottage Children's Hospital in Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, they, they took the baby away in the ambulance. They were like, you know, we're, we're taking your baby. He needs surgery. Bye bye. And they took him. So they had to find their own way up to the children's hospital. When they got there, since she didn't have the baby there, they gave her no amenities, gave her no room. She's in the waiting room like a, like a common peasant, like some sort of vagrant that's just hanging out with, with an eyeball hanging out of her face. But instead, this is a baby that came out of her body. So this, uh, this, this children's hospital, which is, I'm sure, one of the best in the country, and that's why they rushed them there, um, did this surgery on him. Everything is going all right. Everything is moving along good, but there has been a huge financial burden that has happened, as you can imagine, from this. So they set up a GoFundMe to help with medical costs, help with, you know, food, um, hotel stay while they're there. And this hits really close to home because this is my family. Jaden is my family, 100%. This isn't just like, oh, look at this poor kid on GoFundMe. Go, go help him out, you know what I mean? This is my actual family. So if you can give $5, $10, $20, anything you can give, that would be great. The link to the GoFundMe is in the description of this podcast, or you can find it on uh, on our Instagram page or our Facebook or any of our social medias. So please, please, anything you can give, it will help out a lot and we'll really appreciate it. Half Christmas is almost here, all right? It's next month. So get in the half Christmas spirit and spread some love. I can guarantee that the money for this GoFundMe is going to go for what it's intended to. A lot of times you don't know that. You're giving money to someone. You don't You don't know what they're going to do with that money. They're just going to get a check. You know what I mean? But this money is really going to help. So please click that link. Give what you can. And even if even if you can't give anything, just share the link. Click the link. Share it. You know, maybe someone else will see it. Maybe someone else can give. And just spreading awareness will really, really help a lot. And I would appreciate it. And I, even if you do nothing, I still love you because I do that a lot. You know what I mean? I see things and I go, man, that's sad. That's kind of fucked up, but I, I don't share it. Otherwise, my, you know, my, my feed on my social medias would be filled with horrible, sad things all day. But, the good news of this story is that Jaden is going to be all right. And we really just need to recoup some of the losses and kind of help with this unstable, shaky time in my niece's life. She's young, you know, this is her first kid. And imagine going through this with your first kid. So anything you could give to help out, I'd love you for it. Here is an episode with Marcos. He works at Tobacco Mart in Paso Robles, California. And besides that, he's a super solid dude, uh, has a lot of strong opinions about CBD and about the medical side of cannabis. So we get into that. So I hope you enjoy it. 
This is the first time on the show. Give a big round of applause in your car or on the subway or wherever you are. Just start clapping for Marcos. I don't drink soda. Damn, old ass computer. I need a new computer. How long have you had it for? For too long. Probably like eight years, this laptop. Technology advances every year, so I can imagine yeah. that. It's like 80 <laughs> years old and kind of a, and yeah. like tra- technology years, it's 80 years old. Absolutely. This is way out of date. None of it works anymore. I don't even think it's compatible with anything that I try to download now. I have to run all kinds of old versions of things Plugins like Plugins and things like that yeah. in order for it to even work. Shit goes out of date way bad. And then I have a MacBook, and I need fucking all kinds of dongles and shit for it. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, in order to have that. To yeah. Just to even plug to that, it. Yeah, just even plug anything in. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> You're going you to need to buy a special adapter, attachment. You need this. And Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um. All right. So I am here. With my good friend Marcos I'm from here. Tobacco Mart in Paso Robles, California. Our sponsor, you guys have heard them mentioned on the show. I talk about them all the time. I'm like, go there, get 30% off anything besides tobacco products, of course. But you guys sell more than that. Oh, we sell tons of different stuff. There. You guys have all kinds of CBD products now. A lot of new CBD products, which I actually like. It's, uh, it's cool to bring it to like a retail level, you know? Just, it's a lot more available for people. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the laws are changing, especially next month. Shit's going to change a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to do uh I asked you to come in here because it seems like you're uh, like like you're you're going through a, a transitionary period in your life right now, which, you know, a lot of people hit. How old are you? Twenty four. OK, so a lot of people hit it. Uh, around this age, in their mid-20s. I know that I did. Uh, I kind of see a lot of the things that I went through in you. And uh, it, this all started with a, with a Facebook video that you had posted. I don't know what happened or who hurt you, but you were upset that day. And <laughs> and you wanted to you wanted to clear the air. <laughs> that, was, that was a breaking point for me that day. I made a lot of changes that whole week, actually. Yeah. So uh, what... So to put it in context, there was a video that you put out and you were kind of talking about, uh, about CBD, uh, the, the demonization against cannabis. Uh, you talked about the root of the word marijuana, which was cool. I like that. And, uh, you know, we're kind of pointing out the fact that alcohol, which is so widely accepted and ruins so many people's lives is fine. But you're a drug addict as soon as you say anything about cannabis. Exactly. And do you, do you want to talk about what what actually pushed the thing that pushed you in this direction? Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of, of things going on at the moment. Um, where I work at Tobacco Mart, I picked up the second <coughs> job when I was working somewhere else, and I was working a total of like sixty five to seventy hours a week. Uh-huh. And so a lot of that just kind of pushed me to never really thinking about myself in that kind of aspect. You know, I never had time alone to my own thoughts. So I just, everything built up within the course of about six months working that second job. And there was just so much that I held in. And that day that I posted the video, I kind of, I almost cried on that video. You know, I always felt a little, I felt a little choked up just Uh because I felt like I had to express myself in a way 
that I never had before. And I thought it was a lot easier than it would be, you know, posting on Facebook. I was like, you know what? Everyone does that. Everyone's online. They're doing live. You know, they're usually at the beach or at some kind of concert. But I was like, I'm going to be here in a parking lot while I'm working, you know, and then do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that day, I just felt like I kind of had to express. I had to get th- some things off of my chest, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't meant towards anybody and, and, you know, specifically or anything like that. Um, but when I had made that video after that, I just, I did, I did quit my second job just because I felt like it was too much. And after that, I felt like I needed to make some changes in my life. And, and one thing that like really irked me is how morally acceptable drinking is, you know, over, over cannabis, you know, over the consumption of cannabis, whether you're smoking it or whether you're doing CB, you know, you're taking some CBD for therapeutic effects. Yeah. I mean, even CBD has a bad, uh, derogatory, a negative derogatory on it, you know, uh-huh. like people hear about that and they automatically think like, Oh, smoking weed, you know, and it's like CBD is actually uh, a complete separate part. Yes. Yeah, non-psychoactive. Yeah. At all. It's non-psychoactive. It doesn't maintain, change your state of uh, mind at all. Um, that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's, it's more bringing the awareness and more bringing like the importance of what that provides to people. And, and what, what, what I think is crazy is how we have all these laws that are, you know, being lifted now against, you know, cannabis as a whole, but how hard it is for people to come out with their own company and, and to, to deliver that product more sufficiently to their clients and to their customers. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to alcohol, it's like we have all these bars and I'm not going to drop any names there because, you know, that's free publicity for them. <laughs> but there's these new bars and, you know, distilleries, wineries, et cetera, that are opening like almost on a weekly to monthly basis. Yeah, easily. And it's like alcohol licenses aren't cheap, but yet they are given out almost like candy, you know, mm-hmm. as if you have the money for it, you got it. But right now with the whole cannabis uh, I think it's just our county, you know, because uh, a lot of yeah. different counties have progressed towards it and they, and they understand. Um, at the end, it's taxes what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they want some money. Everyone wants their cut. And then until they find their way that to get their cut, they're not going to let it that, let it down, like flow that easily, you know? Yeah. Our county has been really behind in it. And, you know, uh, like when, when you were talking about, about CBDs and, you know, the, the uses of them and all the effects that they have, uh, I was thinking like, you know, uh, that, that has to be common knowledge by now, but it's not. And there's still a lot of people that are blind to this fact about cannabis and blind about CBDs and don't understand and still demonize it for whatever reason. And, you know, I think about when I was a kid, when I was growing up, alcohol was definitely glorified. It was, it was sophisticated to have a glass of whiskey with, you know, like you had it like on a little table in your office and you and your fucking, and you, you and your business partner in your suits would fucking smoke cigars and drink whiskey, big tobacco and alcohol, you know what I mean? Big cigars and all yeah. that, you know? And all of this is like, was shown to me at a young age as something that was acceptable socially. And weed was always demonized. I remember being taught at a young age that marijuana was a gateway drug and that it would, that was the biggest thing that I remember was gateway drug. If you do marijuana, you're gonna do heroin. I remember Dare had that whole the commercials out yeah. and all that. They they actually took that off as mm-hmm. of recently, but they they were so big on that. Of, huge. It is a huge gateway drug, mm-hmm. and it's gonna lead because it's not gonna be enough for you. You're gonna want something better, something that's to get you higher. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's like they don't understand that drugs are all different. So yeah. you know, weed does the best thing. That what I'm looking for is a weed high, and weed will do that the best. Yeah, well, a lot of people actually use weed 
to come off of different substances, you know? Yeah. When it comes to opiates, heroin, you know, things like heroin, when it comes to meth, like, people actually use that to counteract how they're feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they come off, I mean, you kind of need, when, when you have an addiction like that, you need something to come off. And even, like, people that consume alcohol and uh, people that are alcoholics, you know, like, they don't realize that you can, you can kind of, fill that void with with cannabis itself you know in different in different effects you know the cuz alcohol messes with your mind a lot like y- even when you're not drinking it the next day even when you're not when you're when you're not intoxicated it messes with your whole chemical structure in your brain yeah. that people don't realize um it just kind of i mean it, <clears throat> alcohol consumes a lot of people's lives yeah. and uh i feel like a lot of people like you know we're all victim to it you know sometimes we in different point of our life and you, you called it out right you know i am going towards the transition right now in my life that I feel I'm a little, I'm becoming more aware and a little bit more knowledgeable. Um, sometimes a little quicker, you know, than some people have at certain ages, you know, cause I've, I've talked to people that are in the thirties and forties and, and they're still consuming alcohol on like a daily basis, which I'm not against, you know, that's to each their own. Yeah. But it's almost like you should, I feel like alcohol should be more of like a, uh, like when you're celebrating, you know, you yeah. have a good accomplishment, you know, y'all, I always thought about even like in rap videos and all of their popping bottles when they make these deals and things like that, you know, they're getting signed and that's, that's, I think that's understandable, you know, but when you're like, Oh, I'm off of work. I had a long day. Let me drink. Yeah. And I'm when it's day. every day, like, like I have a, I have a really good friend, uh, one of my best friends. He's probably listening right now and he, he drinks all the time. He drinks every day and he's aware of the fact that that is the thing that's going to kill him. He knows that he drinks too much. He knows that it's bad for his liver and he still doesn't stop drinking. He wants to. He talks about it. He's like, I need to stop drinking. This is the thing that's going to fucking take me. And every day he gets off work and he drinks and every day on his day off, he drinks. And it's something that he's consciously looking at and he's constantly watching happen to himself. And you know, that's sad. It really is. It's sad to see. And that doesn't happen with weed. You know, I, I, I smoke weed a lot. I smoke weed more than most people I know. I wake up, I smoke weed, and I smoke weed throughout the day, and I smoke weed before I go to bed, and I'm eating edibles and stuff. The worst thing it does to me is takes money that I could <laughs> have. So, you know, I get certain deals, and if I need money, then I don't buy weed for a couple of days. So, like, that's fine. It's I can easy. do that. You're not, you know? you're not sitting in your room like. Yeah, I'm not selling all my stuff like, man, I don't have any more things, but I need that weed. You know, that doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it, it really doesn't. Uh, I think it's just certain things are habit forming in a good and bad way, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it is based on your personality and your mm-hmm. characteristics that you've like gained throughout your life, you know? Um, and we're not here to say that, you know, weed is some sort of wonderful cure all and it doesn't have, because it does have addictive properties. Yeah. There are people that, will smoke weed all the time and piss their life away and not go to work and not pay their bills and not do any of their responsibilities and they just get high. But these people are going to be lazy no matter what. They, yeah, that's that's their lazy trick. Yeah, their that's, the, that's the kind of person they are. They just use weed as an excuse. And those and I think those kind of people need to... Not that they can't ever smoke, you know, weed in their life again. It's but just take a break, bro. Like, take a break. Get your, st- you know, get your shit together and all that. And then, you know, you come back and you, you know, you kind of work it in where you can. And I think it's about a balance of where you're at in life, you know? Yeah. Like I was saying, alcohol for celebrating. Like weed should be like when you want to, you know, I mean, like if you're smoking in the morning, you know, some, I feel like it helps you 
go throughout your day a lot easier mm. because you know i don't know i don't know if, if it relaxes you a little bit more it just kind of makes you at ease within your mind so you can just progress you're not stressing those things you know a lot of people stress over things like you know me myself something you know i'm not now that i'm not smoking i, I smoked for like over a year straight and now that i'm not smoking as much just because the reason why i'm not smoking as much is because there's a lot of things that i'm doing in my life right now that i feel like would be best if i was off everything like today's the first day i had caffeine in over a month you know i was telling you and and i wanted to save it for today i was almost like celebrating you know like yeah. it's like okay <laughs> let's see what it does for me today if i want to take that little extra next step i'm going to do it today um but i i took a little bit of a break just because i wanted uh sometimes being sober for me like sober is a high for me you know yeah like oh man like this is this is how the world looks when you're not on anything you know and even it was like I was doing the whole, you know, what they call, quote-unquote, uh, crossfading, you know? Like, I was, like, sometimes I, I wasn't comfortable with that at first, but I would, you know, drink and then smoke, and I was like, oh, man, this feels good. And then I noticed the days that I wouldn't drink and I would just smoke, mm-hmm. my brain was just a little bit more balanced the next day, you know? I didn't feel as dehydrated and things like that. But, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and rewind back to the CBD part of what it provides, you know? It, it provides, I mean... Any any ages can actually do. It. I mean, you see videos on Facebook where they're putting uh, CBD into like when you're having a seizure. Uh-huh. The kids are having a seizure and it works within like sixty seconds or less. You know. <clears throat> well, that- actually, actually, I did find out something that shocked me recently, which is that uh, it's it's really only a small percentage of of people that are having seizures and you know epileptic seizures and stuff like that that CBD will help the seizures. It's really only a few cases that that's happened with, and those have been, you know, recorded and then shared around by all of the different, you know, cannabis, like, uh, platforms and, yeah, platforms like yeah, and yeah. all these different, you know, Mary Jane Daly and marijuana protection projects and all that shit. So they've been kind of, you know, pushed around, and it's always these same three or four kids yeah, yeah. And it really doesn't, it, you know, 95% of the time it's not going to do anything for your seizures. And, you know, I think that that, what upset me the most is that it's giving these people false hope. People that have, you know, people in their family that have seizures, they're like, oh dude, we're going to get fucking CBD and it's going to, it's going to heal them. Yeah. I saw it on TV and they do it and it doesn't work and that's got to be a devastating moment, you know, so. I think that more studies need to be done with that. Maybe isolate whatever compound it is. That is helping people and try to do some studies with that. But, you know, we're moving towards that direction right now with all these bans being lifted because I found out if scientists even want to do studies, like official government studies on marijuana, they have to get the weed from the University of Massachusetts, I believe it is. And they're the only ones that are allowed to grow weed for government study. So if a, if a scientist gets a nug from his neighbor Jim (laughs) and studies it and finds some groundbreaking thing, he can't publish that because he didn't get the weed from the University of Massachusetts. pretty much controlled. Yeah, so they're controlling the information. They're controlling, you know, everything about it. I think it, you know, like to to not, to sound as least conspiracy theory as I can, I think it's kind of like, like in the beginning of Pineapple Express, when the dude's smoking the weed and he he starts questioning everything. He's like, Why are we underground, sir? Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Why are why why are you telling me to do things? Like, why am I listening to you? Like, I should not be, you know, in servitude to my government. I should be my own person. I should enjoy my life. I should go see beautiful things. I should and interact with amazing people, you know? That's what weed makes you want to do. 
And that's dangerous when you're trying to be controlled and herded back and forth to work by a government that wants you to build the economy for them. You that's know a what big I mean? subject you just opened up right there too, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy because everything we almost do, I mean, we, you know, we do have our freedom to a certain point, mm -hmm. but it's our freedom within a controlled area. Yeah, we're still being led down a road. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they're driving their car to work to pay for their car and their house that they just left. And uh -huh. then by the time they get off, you know, and, and and then I think like what the whole point of this matter is here is like alcohol plays a big fact in that, you know, they get depressed in a lot of their life. And I mean, people don't realize alcohol is a depressant, you know, mm -hmm. but we are being herded, you know, like you said, um, <clears throat> we're just, we have these limits on us that we really don't know of. We're not really aware of. Mm -hmm. um, we're almost molded by society as since we're little, you know, the whole school structure, which is a huge different top uh, subject and topic that we can actually go over later at a different time. But, you know, from our times where we were born all the way till we're till now, you know, we're, we are, we have a structure in which, you know, over 90% of the people follow and, and that's, and that's what they, they want, you know? Yeah. They don't want you to question things. They want you to accept things like that. And, and it's, uh, it's like the laws and all that that we have, they're, they're meant to keep us in order, you yeah. know? Yeah. Cause if you go to school, then you can get a good paying job so that you can buy a big house with a big TV so that big TV can show you commercials for things that you need to put in your big house and in your big garage. And you just, you're just chasing this American dream. You know, you want to, you want all these things. You always have to have bigger and better and it never stops. The next, you know, the next phone's coming out. The next car's coming out. It's never going to stop. It's always going to be more and more. You're never going to be able to catch up and have the best. And you're told in America that you want to have the best. You want to be on the top. It's all planned out, man. Like all, like you were saying, phones and cars, they're all, you know, the new, every single year is a new thing. I mean, you don't think that they can give us a phone that they're already going to make in 10 years? Like, they can. You know, the cars, they already know what they're making us. It's yeah. all laid out. <laughs> it's all laid out to make some more money, you know? Like, oh, let's uh -huh. add this extra feature next year. Yeah. A bigger battery next so year. So you can stay in debt because the more money you make, the more things you can lease and the more, you know, money you'll be paying out to the economy, which will build America, which will make us a stronger country. And it only works. It only works if we're going to work. If we're going to our jobs and if our jobs, if we're striving for more and building it all up. Otherwise, we're all just a bunch of hippies and we're all living, you know, free and they don't want that because that's, it would just be anarchy. You it's, know? A, it's that destination curse. I just saw that actually on Facebook. Yeah, I saw crazy. it too. It was, uh, you're always focused on the next destination, my next, my new car, my new job, my new house, you know, which, I mean, you should be excited about what you're doing and what you're getting, but it's, you shouldn't be infatuated and fantasizing about, okay, well, I got this, but what can I do next? And yeah. like, oh, you should be satisfied still with what you have and appreciate that more. And that's what people don't realize is, uh, just because they have a bigger thing and they have a better thing doesn't mean you necessarily need it. And that's what they have installed in our, in our, in our, uh, mentality is that we need it yeah when we don't you know like america has become become a land of consumers when we never were like we did we weren't like that about a hundred years ago you know we created things people were buying from us yeah and we decided to outsource because of the laws that they set for us here i mean good laws you know like child labor laws and all that of course and you know minimum wages and all that but we decided to outsource into different countries and 
and people co- are coming from you know all different types of countries to America making money that more money than people even here are you know and it's people people here don't even realize the true potential and 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 how great we you know good and bad as we have in America but you actually have like a lot at your feet here in America and a lot of people want to sit and moan and what they can and cannot do I don't have yeah. this I don't have that and it's like well you, yeah you started the race with a five mile head start yeah you're born in America like <laughs> you know what I mean like people can't people need to get here to be where you are and you're already here yeah there's people that have gone through fucking all kinds of shit just to get to the point where you were born. Yep. So, I mean, I was, I, I always am thankful that I was born in California, in the United States of America, in California, that so many, there, it's talked about in movies. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, I'm going to make it to California one day. <laughs> the sun and the, and the women are beautiful and the beach and the palm trees and all that shit. Like, I was born here. So, you know, out of all the places in the world that I could have been born, I was born here. So, you know, just, just with that, I, I already won. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Cal, I mean, California, man, if you want to come, if you don't live in California, if we have people listening right now that don't live in California, I, I mean, that'd be great, you know, for people of different, bunch of different states. Um, hey, Sachi's here. Oh, shit. What's up? What up? Yeah. How you doing, man? How's everybody doing? Good, doing great today. We're doing a, doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, no. No. No problem, uh, man. What are you up to? Uh, nothing, actually. Yeah, Daniel was, uh, Coming over here, I guess he lost his keys or something. Oh, really? So I was coming, yeah, I was coming here to meet him, but apparently you're already here. Yeah, <laughs> we're here. Daniel lost his keys. He's going to come in and find him. <laughs> uh, do you want to join us or what? I actually have to go back to my house. I got a lot of work doing. I got an electrician over there working and putting in can lights and oh, word. running electricity and switches and fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, yeah, well, uh, you can just let him know that we're here. So okay, cool. He can uh, walk into something a whole new, like this is... Yeah, he'll be learning things. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking cannabis versus alcohol. Dropping knowledge on people today. Yeah, it's a good. It should be a good one. Good. People need knowledge. People, people do. Especially today. People need days. knowledge. We all need it, man. We all need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you guys. Right, see you later. Take it easy. Peace out, bro. Have a good podcast. Enjoy the enjoy the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that reminds me what he said. That you know he's you said something similar in your video that. That people need knowledge, and not everybody knows like these things, and not every, not everybody knows what you know. And what what I realized, you know, when I was going through this transitionary period in my life, and I got, you know, first of all, I got I got really like I got really loud with it, and I was like, everybody's doing it wrong, like, fucking, and I was like yelling at people, like you know, metaphorically. And just like, you know, you guys are stupid. Everybody wake up, yeah. like that kind of thing. And then I realized that that wasn't really what was going to happen. Good. That's yeah. not how they, they, they won't, they don't really want to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, no one's going to respond to that. And what I, what I realized was that there's so much information out there in the world. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many different, you know, topics. There's so many different fields of study and interests and places and, one person could really only know like at the most maybe 5% of everything there is to know in the world you know if you're <clears throat> i don't know ancient mesopotamian history i don't know you know the different types of frogs in the rainforest like yeah. there's all these different things you know what i mean and there's with this 
of all of the world's knowledge that you possess in your brain, there's very little chance that anybody out there listening is going to have the same 5% of knowledge. It's going to be somewhere else and a little different piece of this and more of this and more of that. So there's things that I would think about in my head that I would think would be redundant to say. Like I would be like, why would I have to tell people that, that weed's good for you? Like yeah. people should know this. Well, I know this because I'm surrounded with people that, you know, feel this way. I've watched these certain things and, you know, read these books and done, gone over these studies and shit like that. So I know, but other people might not know that shit. And I always have to remind myself that, especially doing a podcast, that, you know, there's somebody out there, no matter what we talk about, that haven't had this thought yet, that haven't thought about this, that haven't been like, you know what? I have been shown alcohol my whole life <laughs> in, yeah. a po- in a positive light, you know what I mean? So that's really what we need to do is help each other. Everyone needs to work together. We're almost like a big big puzzle man and we're all we're all the pieces you know and we need a like you were saying five percent we all know five percent of different categories and different topics mm-hmm. if we can all like you and i are different people we all have different you know we have we're gonna have we're gonna agree on certain things and we're gonna disagree on certain things but that doesn't mean that we can understand each other yeah and that's what people don't realize too is just because you don't like what somebody says doesn't mean you can't understand what they're saying you know exactly. and so a lot of people just want to dismiss like oh you, i don't agree with you so whatever like i don't need to know what you what your opinion is but when you accept other people and you understand other people that makes you a little bit more intellectual a little bit more knowledgeable because i mean knowledge you know you're mm-hmm. gaining knowledge of why somebody's thinking the way they're thinking yeah and that's and i think i i you know i struggle with that but i try to work on that is you know in relationships and family uh at work and it's just because you don't like what somebody's doing just because you don't believe in what why they're doing it doesn't mean you can't understand it. And when you become more of an understanding person, your life gets easier. Yeah. Because you're not so frustrated and stressed out with things mm-hmm. like why you know why is the world this way? It's like well okay, the world the world's like this because of that. You yeah. Know? And it's- if you talk to someone, you could understand where they're coming from. And you know, opposing views are are good for everybody. You know, you want to see this other side so that you can understand the other side. So that you know why you're on your side. Otherwise, you're just blindly following something and you don't know the other side's thing. Like, like, uh, like religion, like people that are religious and grow up religious, they'll, no matter what you say about their religion, they're like, I don't even want to fucking listen to that because you're just the, you're the devil trying to bring me down and trying to get in my head and they won't even hear you out. It's their safe spot, you know, it's that, that's that, that's their, that's what it is, you know, like they hear something they don't like and they just react that way. It's like an automatic reaction. Yeah. But um there was uh there was something I wanted to Oh yeah, when you were talking about how we're all like a piece of a puzzle. I heard this story recently. We were talking about religion. It was like this ancient Buddhist religion like uh like some ancient Buddhist tale or whatever they're called. They're called something cool. Like uh ooh like it's not like a like a proverb or some shit like an ancient buddhist proverb and it was about these two gods i don't know which ones shiva and somebody else i've heard of shiva and uh shiva goes to this dude and she's like hey do you want to play a game and he's like okay cool and she touches him and he falls into a million pieces and they all scatter around the world and they all are us and the game is he 
she puts him in in the world in a million pieces and makes him forget that he's himself. And to win the game, he has to put all the pieces back together and become his true form again. So it's like metaphor that we all are the same thing. We all have to work together. I, I like looking at it like a, like a ball of light and you put a blanket over it and there's a bunch of pinpricks in the blanket and there's beams of light coming out through the pinpricks. So all these beams of light are us and we all think that we're special and we all think that we're our own beautiful beaming shine of light, you know, going out and stretching out into the universe. But we're all the same. We're all that same concentrated light underneath. We all have the same source in the inside, yeah. you know? So that's how, you know, we should look at each other like we're all the same. Like, like you're me living from a slightly different point of view. And our point of views are almost the same right now. We're across the table from each other. Yeah. So we're like, we're the universe interacting with itself. So yeah, it's like, I mean, could you imagine the world if there was no language barriers? Yeah. If there were no uh, disagreements like that, you know? Like, I mean, be, it's so, like, I, I tried, I want to buy one of those little converters that can convert languages, you know? Because I would like to communicate, I mean, I, I, you know, where I work at Tobacco Mart, man, it's like, we have people coming in and I don't want to ask them what language do you speak? Like, is it Chinese, Japanese? I don't want to, I don't want them... I don't want to say anything that's going to discourage them from talking to me, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I try to talk to them and they don't, they just nod their head and say stuff. And I like, and I feel like people that come from a different country and they come here, they almost feel like they're looked at as in a negative way. Like they're looked down on because they don't know English. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I mean, it would be, it would definitely be intimidating as fuck. Like <laughs> I can only imagine going to another country. Like say if I just went to India today. And I'm walking down the streets. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people speak English there, so that wouldn't be a great example. But say I'm walking through some marketplace and everyone is, you know, speaking Hindu and I don't understand a word. And I walk up to a place and I'm like, let me get one biscuit, please. And then he like says something in some language I don't understand. And I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'd, it would be it would be weird. And everyone's kind of looking at me funny because I'm wearing a ball cap or whatever. So that would be. That would be very intimidating and probably not very welcoming, especially there are, you know, everywhere around the world, there's racist people. So they have to deal with people fucking mean mugging them and talking shit to them or flipping them off all the time. So that just they have the new uh, the new Google Google Pixel that comes with the earbud. That does the live translate. You can listen to what they're saying. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, they'll can, talk. It'll instantly. detect the language. It'll translate it. It'll say it in your ear. And then you speak back and then it'll play it out of your phone in whatever language they're speaking. I feel like that. I tried looking, looking one up like that. I mean, I like that whole aspect. Some of them are a little expensive. They'll go for a few hundred. I'm like, dang, like. I want to just drop that much money to understand. I got, you know, like, like I wish it was a little cheaper. I like, want to talk, but not like, like $500 it's talk. It's me something to connect us more. But, uh, you know, like it's a connection. It goes back to being a puzzle piece. Like when you understand people like that and it's, and even understanding what we were saying, you know, what you, it's about understanding people on more of a personal level. I mean, you started the language. Like that's the number one thing. How am I going to understand someone? And their thoughts, if I don't even speak their language. Yeah. And, uh, and can you, um, you're getting a total different point of view when you're talking about, you know, uh, Chinese, Japanese, Korean and all that. Could you imagine their beliefs and how they think separately yeah. from, I mean, we're just talking about people in America right now, you know? We don't know how people in Canada and Mexico and, you know, South Asia and Africa, you know, Brazil and things like that. We don't know how those, 
their point of view, I mean, they could agree with us, they could disagree with us, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and I like that whole, I didn't know about that whole game, you know? We're all separated into different pieces yeah. in, the, in the world. Like, that's, I think a lot of different religions have almost, they almost conclude to the same thing, you know? They all have different metaphoric phases and sayings that... uh Yeah, they, they all tell the same story. It's just a different point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's the crazy part, man, is is how we've we've uh, adapted and there's a lot of history that's been left out you know since in the history books there's yeah. they always taking they're always um redoing things you know they're always taking things out as they find new things and, and everything yeah and the and the history if you really want to get specific with it i mean history is told in america we're told on the american side you mm-hmm. know it's it's one-sided it's yeah. never both. We're not. If you go to Germany, uh, if you go to Russia, their history books are not going to tell you how we how we're saying it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think we should have a world history. I mean, we have world history classes in college and all that, you know. But still, everybody paints their own story. Yeah, for and sure. it's and I feel like it's a cookie cutter kind of program, you know. You shouldn't really t- like you should. You're I mean, you're molding people's thoughts into thinking like just the American side when it was never just like that, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, the, the the only people that really write the history are the victors. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's right. That's. <laughs> I think. Uh, I I think in the United Kingdom, I believe it is they uh, when they teach history class, they teach like a like a the truest world history, and it's like the general consensus around the world that they actually just teach facts and stories, and they don't really change anything up. You know, I was told when I was a kid that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Yeah. That didn't happen. Uh-uh. You know, America Vespucci discovered America. That's why it's called America. <laughs> and, you know, there's all these little things that, you know, like, like, uh, I was taught about the story of Thanksgiving, which was a massacre. And <laughs> then I was told about how it was so horrible, but then that was a lie too. So it's somewhere in the middle where, where history really is. Well, and a lot of religions too, they were, uh, forced upon their own civilization, you know? Mm-hmm. And if, the, if you were a civilian of certain, uh, I don't know if they had cities or things like that back then, but, um, if you didn't agree with this, it was either die or convert. Yeah. One or the other. And it's like, whoa, I'm not saying, you know, all religions, I mean, that are, were like that, but a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, you know, Catholicism and Christianity as a whole, mm-hmm. they, they, they both had, they they both did that yeah and uh, and that doesn't ruin the people that follow that religion you know that's i mean cuz there's bad in every religion there's yeah. bad in every and there's part. and there's good in in every religion exactly. too because you know there's there's a lot of these things that that you get out of church like this camaraderie this community and you could really get it anywhere you can get it you know at a at you know like a a pool hall or you can get it at you know bingo night or you yeah. could get it at the swap meet like you can you can find people wherever and, you know, have this sense of community, but it's really more at church. It's more like, uh, like socially acceptable. So it'd be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. What's all your life? Tell me all about your life. Yeah. Come to my house. You know, like that's kind of the way that they do it. So they build that community faster. And that's what we all want. We all want human interaction. We all want a community that we're, that we belong in. You know what I mean? So they provide that. But there also is a lot of misguided things in religion. You know, I grew up really religious and I was, you know, taught a lot of weird things and, you know, kind of molded in a certain way. And, you know, there's, there's good and bad and everything. But 
there's definitely a lot of bad in there for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and you know, it's a good thing that we point out the good and bad and everything. And, and like, and like you said, back in the day when it was, you know, join or don't, there was the Bible was in Latin, and you couldn't read the Bible. Nobody could read the Bible. That's why they had priests because priests learned Latin and could read the Bible, and that's why the priest would read the Bible to you in church. Now you just go, and there's some cool pastor, and he fucking tells you what he thinks a, a passage means. But back then, it was the guy was the only guy that could read the Bible. So that's why you went to church, and this dude could fucking say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, exactly. It's a you little bit more of a controlled topic at yeah. that point. He could be like, and then God said... Pastor Nick should get blowjobs from all the congregation. <laughs> Some religions are like that, though, man. You'd be uh-huh. surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh, man, that just made me lose my train of thought. It's like for a second right yeah. there. But, no, I mean, religions like that, you know, I mean, I feel like a lot of things have been set forth to divide us, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, religion's a great thing for people that need help, um, people that... You know, as a community, like, that's great, man. A lot of, like, you know, Christianity and Catholicism and all the other religions, they do a lot for the community at the same time, you but know? But still, you know, they have, you know, Christian, Catholic, and that's, you know, to divide us, to divide teams, like, uh, like the Yankees and the Red Sox, or Apple and Android, or Ford and Chevy, these different Republican, teams. Republican, Democrat. Republican, you know? Democrat, you know, you're, you can't have everyone together. We need to be reminded at an early age, and then grown to know that you're either on this side or this side of all these multiple things and there is no whole there's people that agree with you and people that disagree with you on every stance which isn't how it should be you know what i mean so it's crazy there's there's other countries in the world where people just live where they're like hey man we just live like (laughs) we're just trying to fucking you know have some nice shit and fucking have a nice little community and build some nice shops and you know make some cool stuff but we're just constantly competitive. It's all about stepping on someone to get to the next tier. Yeah, and then that has to do with a lot. I think when you're very competitive, I feel like it's you're lacking something yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people portray that um, in a in a bad way. You know, when you have problems with yourself that you have to deal with, they go out and take it out on others, and they point out what others are doing wrong. And most of the time, people don't realize, like, hey, if you if someone's being really negative towards you and been picking on you and things like that. You can't really look at yourself like, what am I doing wrong? It's like, well, why are, like, you know, help that person, you know, ask them. And it's, it's hard for certain people. Like we were saying earlier, people weren't raised a certain way and it was their, their parents, their family, their friends that they surrounded themselves with that they gained these certain thoughts. Yeah. And it's like things were more acceptable. Um, and it's like, you know, not everyone can, can think like us, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else because I struggle with things on, on, on the daily level, you know, but it's, it's about, um, bringing it up and showing people that hey they're like you can't ask for help you know like a lot of men i think you know and that's that's one thing too that i realized um is men confuse themselves with like oh being like you have to be masculine all the time yeah you know and it's like we've been taught by society you know the man is that is what does this the man is what does that you know and there's certain times where you should be a man and where you shouldn't you know like your masculine your masculinity takes over to where it's a more of an egotistical thing you know yeah. Um, it's just a lot of things that have been influenced by society like that, and and it's like feelings and emotions, you know, that people like a lot of a lot of guys struggle with and girls struggle with things too, you know. Um, but there's just things like you know depression and stuff like that that guys feel like they can't they can't express because it's not the manly thing to feel like sad, depressed, and when you have problems, you're supposed to deal with it yourself. Yeah, 
And uh, that's, that's what we've been told. That's how I was raised, you know, but that's, uh, I think that we're moving into a more open, you know, direction now with, you know, social media has its downsides, but it also has, you know, its upsides. And I think that, you know, our ability to, our ability to reach out in so many different ways to people has only multiplied in the past like 10 years before you had to call someone and they had to be home <laughs> if you wanted to talk to them. You know what yeah. I mean? That was it. Otherwise you can write them a letter or maybe use your AOL startup disk to like email them real quick. But, uh, you know, now you could hit them up on Instagram. You can hit them up on Snapchat. You could write them on Facebook. You could text them. You can call them. There's all these different ways. And, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, we definitely are moving in a better direction. The, the youth, especially, like I see these kids that are like, you know, 17, 18, 19, and they're fucking pretty smart. Like, oh, yeah. These kids are smart, dude. And like, they got, they're, they're in a good direction and they seem to not be like, it's like a mix in between of, you know, when I was a kid, either you were on your way to college so that you could make your parents happy and become a nice little citizen and get your briefcase and your suit and, you know, do that until you die. Or you were a dropout and you were on drugs and homeless and all this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was no in between. And now it seems like more and more kids are in between to where they're like, look, I'm just trying to fucking get my parents off my back, get through high school. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to go fucking maybe try this or people want to do things they enjoy more. You know, yeah, and it's okay to not know what you want to do when you yeah. get out of high school. You know, it's okay to not. I mean, you, you you change every year. You know, I've changed and I progress so much every year. And I feel like, like when I first, I've lived here for five years in Paso. I never have ever would have thought that I'd move here. You know, and I hated it for the first two to three years. I was like, I I despise this place so bad. I don't like the people here. And then I ended up becoming one. You know, yeah. and you kind <laughs> of adapt. It's 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 adaption. It really is. And uh I feel like a lot of people that are becoming popular now. A lot of people that are in the mainstream media and things like that, they're the largest influencers that we have in America, you know? Like hip-hop artists specifically, you know, because that's what's glamorized now. You know, hip-hop, I mean, it used to be rock. Rock used to be the number one genre, you yeah. know? People used to always listen to that. And then and then hip-hop in the 90s came up, and then it transitioned to rap. Yeah. Which it is now. And, and, uh, you know, and I'm not going to drop any of these rappers names because I've unfollowed a lot of rappers actually as of recently on Instagram because I got tired of seeing what they were pouring, you know, pouring up lean. And then, you know, certain ones are hanging out with other people's baby mama spending money on things, you know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I, <laughs> and I'm just like, these people are getting millions of views and making money, which is fine, you know? But what we have to realize is they are influencing people. Yeah. They're taking the attention away. What you need to do is like you take, you need to focus on your future. And there's no, there's no positive influences there, you know? I mean, and that's, I'm not saying you can't experience drugs and you can't go out and explore what, what kind of things there are in life, you know? But all it's really doing is reestablishing that, that goal that you, you want to have money, you want to have the money, you want to be able to go to the Gucci store, you want to yeah. be able to have all these things, otherwise you're not dope. You want to be, you want to be fly, you want to be like this guy, this is an exalted figure, and, you know, it's all the same shit, it's the same thing, just repackaged. Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know, directed towards the youth, and, you know, luckily most of these people are like, they're, they're aware that, 
that a lot of this is trolling. Yeah, exactly. That these aren't that these aren't for real. Like these aren't for real people. They're just fucking around. They're doing it for the views. They're doing it for the money. Yeah, it's all kind of like an extreme, like like riffraff. Like like that's an extreme (laughs) version of who he is. You know what I mean? He's just like I'm gonna go all the way with this shit. And I'm gonna fucking blow people's mind. Yeah, Lil Windex. I heard about that, but you know it's. But people don't take him serious. No, you know I mean, nobody's like, I'm going to do what Lil Windex does. They're like, I'm going to never do anything Lil Windex yeah. does because he's ridiculous, but I am going to listen to him. It's like comedian me. almost. Comedian yeah. rapper, which is cool, you know? Like, hey, there's tons of ways to make money in America like that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, I want to, I wanted to bring up one more thing on the, on the CBD subject. Um, one thing that I was always told was that marijuana, would uh would kill your brain cells that you know it stunts your brain's growth and fucks up your brain cells blah 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 and there was actually a study that was done in naples italy by the university of naples and they found a actual neuroprotective effect of cbd the non-psychoactive component of cannabis and, uh, what they did was, um, they were studying Alzheimer's, which is, you know, the biggest disease that affects, you know, older people. And they were treating them with CBD and found out that it actually elevated the cell survival count. So, so many cells are dying in your brain when you have Alzheimer's and they actually had enough to, enough results to publish this study about how it literally protects your brain cells. Not only does it not kill your brain cells, it protects brain cells. It protects the fucking brain cells that we're going to die. The complete opposite. The, the exact opposite of what I was told, of what all of us were told growing up. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, dude. And yeah. we're definitely on this turning point, you know, uh, and I think the world is, I think the world is finally waking up to marijuana and cannabis and all of these Positive effects. We produce CBD naturally in our brain. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, and <laughs> we're we're born with a cannabis receptor that is that is pretty much just like a like a plug in a wall that's just waiting for cannabis to fucking be plugged into it. It's a half a receptor that just nothing goes in there except for cannabis. Like the the THC compound goes in there. It's like a slot waiting for me. Yeah, a little slot just waiting. So we're born with it. We're born ready. So, it's a trip. We also got DMT in our brains. Oh, yeah, but that's, I think... It's a whole nother episode. (laughs) It is a whole nother episode. All right, well, Marcos, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. We'll have to have you back again in the future. It was a pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Tobacco Mart, 30% off. Come on in. (laughs) Natural Habitat Recordings.